0: Hey everyone, welcome to That You May Know Him, a podcast where we are committed to proclaiming biblical truth that helps you know Christ better than ever before. This is Blake, and welcome back to That You May Know Him, the podcast where we are committed to proclaiming biblical truth that helps you know Christ better than ever before. Once again, I'm your host, Blake Barbera. Today is Friday, August 6th, 2021, and I'm excited to be with you once again, along with my good friend, Pastor Carlos, for another edition of Watchmen. Carlos, how are you, brother?
1: How are you all doing? How are you, Blake? I hope everybody that is listening to us gets ready to rock and roll today with the headlines and everything we have to speak about. Right, Blake?
0: Yes, we're going to rock and roll, brother. Rock and roll. I feel like this is a perfect opportunity for you to sing us a little something.
1: Hey, I got something happening on the way to heaven for the end. What do you think about that?
0: I think that's pretty good. I think that's pretty good. I know you yeah. I have to get down to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to start getting, yeah. like, song licenses if we keep playing these songs on the, uh, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hope nobody reports yeah. it. No, get ready to rock and roll. I was thinking, give me the beat boy and free my soul. I want to get uh, – never mind. All right. Look, this is Watchman. <laughs> this is what we do every other Friday here on that. You may know him. We are not a news outfit, nor have we ever wanted to be, nor do we want to be. We, Carlos and I, care about the Bible, we care about the gospel, we care about the Word of God and the people of God. We do this Watchmen, we do these Watchmen episodes in order to keep, to help Christians stay informed and stay thinking biblically about what's going on in the world. That's why we talk about the headlines and we give you our perspective, our perspective on what's going on in the world and what the repercussions might be. Is that, is that fair to say, Carlos?
1: I think so. That's you got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think, honestly, I think that's part of the calling of, of people in the body of Christ. We are supposed to keep each other abreast in tune with what's coming. That's what a watchman does according to the book of Ezekiel. So, okay, here we go. Let's rock and roll. Carlos vaccine mandates are popping up all over the world. In France, this is the third week of protests. There has been hundreds of thousands of people protesting, hundreds of people getting put in jail for protesting. Uh, People are not happy. Here in the United States, just this week, the mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, an open communist, by the way, uh, has mandated proof of vaccination for many, many indoor settings and activities in New York City. What do you think about this, brother?
1: Hey, we have spoken about this many times, Blake. I think it's all about. Remember the word starts with a C
0: and ends with a roll, not a rock and roll.
1: <laughs> that is good. That is right. <laughs> That's control.
0: Control. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know, but bro, yeah. it's 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 ramping up to a crazy degree. I mean, this is uh, there is an authoritarian. There is an authoritarian takeover happening, I feel. I'm, I'm wondering. See, here's the question I'm asking. Is democracy going to exist when we get through the end of this? Democracy is already fundamentally changed in this country. There's something we can talk about that Joe Biden's done in the last 48 hours. That's pretty crazy. Um, is democracy going to exist afterward? Because, I mean, at this point, the government. You know, well, at this point, everybody who's been vac- who wants to be vaccinated has either been vaccinated or has every opportunity to be vaccinated at this point, it's just about the government telling us what we can and cannot do. It seems to me, what do you think?
1: Yes, I agree with you. Um, there's a feeling that I have. Um, I was preaching on Sunday, Blake about um, yeah the end of times. Yeah. And, and, and it's incredible how mm. the Bible chose us. Pretty much what's going on today, yeah, and that somehow displays, conveys, shows, and demonstrates what the Bible says, and um, it is in Matthew twenty-four. Let me see verses.
0: Oh come on, bro. Um,
1: ten through fourteen, and it reads like this: At that time, many will turn away from their faith and will betray and hate each other. This is crazy, Blake. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people Yes. because of the increase of wickedness. The love of most will grow cold. In other words, the love of most will fade away. Mm. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Yeah. Um, and that's something that we have been learning together about once, save always we say, which is something that we're not going to um, speak about right now. But um, yeah, well, it's something that you and I have been in conversations about. And verse 14 reads, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all yeah. nations. And then the end will come. Yeah. I see a lot of. These going on right now yes. And before in the previous verses It says that nation will rise against nation That's And right. then you're going to have These natural disasters and all of that And you can see for example What happened in Germany We were talking about that yeah. two weeks ago yeah, uh, And in one, Europe yeah. in general That's crazy So yeah. I think that uh, a lot of the prophecies Are coming through And coming true as well yeah. As we speak about these things And the vaccine is Maybe, I mean, one of those things as well. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that, well, gosh, first of all, I had no idea that you were going to bring up Matthew 24. I'm i I'm so glad that you did. Matthew 24, for those of you that don't know, is Jesus's very, very long extended discussion on what will be happening at the end of the age. So what will be what, the, the, the series of events that will take place leading up to his return. Now, before he gets into the series of events that will take place before he returns, he spends a good amount of time in the beginning of Matthew 24. Matthew 24 is known by the way, as the Olivet discourse,
1: discourse. That's yes, correct.
0: because Jesus was on the Mount of Olives when he gave it. He spends an ample amount of time talking about what will happen in 70 AD. He links the two ideas together. The idea that what happened in 70 AD which is when the Jerusalem temple was destroyed by the Romans and all of Jerusalem was completely destroyed. Many, many Jews lost their lives. There was a multi-year war and a siege that took place. Those events foreshadow what will happen at the end of the age in many ways. Now, yeah. the problem with this is that many people get confused. There's a there's a false doctrine out there called preterism or post-millennialism <clears throat> where people say. That's correct. Right. All the events that will happen at the end have already taken place, and, and Jesus has already returned. And so everything in the Bible that's prophetic has actually already happened. You probably already get why that's wrong. There's two really main, very important reasons why that is absolutely false, and it's not hard to figure out. First, preterists don't believe that Jesus physically returns to earth. They believe it's a spiritual return. It's a metaphoric return. Second, preterists don't take the words of Revelation 21 literally when Jesus said that when he returns, he will reign for a thousand years. That's a key part. Very key part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They say that, well, after a thousand years passed, they say, well, uh, he must have been talking figuratively. It's a figurative thousand years. I'll give you one more that's really important because I know this is on people's minds. People have been talking to me about it. Um. Where was I going to go with that? What was my third point, Carlos? Jesus returns. Yeah, you were talking about Jesus
1: reigning for a thousand years. Yeah. And then you were going to say something else. Oh, I know what I was going to say.
0: I know what I was going to say. Because Jesus ties the events of the end in with what happened in 70 AD, which were terrible. What happened in 70 AD was terrible. As I said, many Jewish people lost their lives. People were holed up in the city for months and months and months starving to death. But Jesus says nothing worse will ever take place after the events of the end. After what he describes in Matthew 24, nothing ever before or after will, worse will ever take place. In other words, this is going to be the worst things that will ever happen. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but there were not 6 million Jews living on planet earth in AD 70, Six million Jews lost their lives in the Holocaust. In other words, many things have happened since then that are much worse and have been much more costly. I, I, Jeez, we're getting into some some eschatology discussion here. But the point is, is that things happen in the earth all the time that foreshadow the end, that foreshadow the end. But what Carlos is saying is that these signs seem to be ramping up. They seem to be ramping up big time. And the way I think about it, the, the biggest one to me, I'm not saying we're living in the end. I'm saying the vaccine mandate appears to me to be a template for something that's going to happen right smack dab in the middle of the, the great tribulation as people call it, or the big trouble, the set the last seven years of history before Christ returns, where people will not be able to buy or sell. They won't be able to buy food or, or do any type of business without taking the mark of the beast. Carlos, it seems to me that the vaccine mandate is like a warm up. I mean, in, in in Sydney, Australia, we've got people locked down. They just brought in the military this week because they redid all their lockdowns. People are not allowed to leave their homes in the Philippines. You can't go into the grocery store if you don't have a proof of vaccination in Israel, in Israel, our beloved Israel. There are. Places that you, you a lot of time in, in a lot of places you can't go into the store if you don't have a vaccine passport. This is crazy, crazy stuff, man. Crazy stuff,
1: yeah. And for those who are listening to us and you want to know more about the Oliver Discourse, it's in Matthew 24 25, and you can also find it yes. in uh, Mark 13 and yes. Luke 21. Yeah, the, the emphasis is a little bit different in all of those, but the message. Is exactly the same. It's um, an eschatological message about the end of times. So I think it's good to, the the reason why I mentioned this, Blake, and I I think you agree with me, is we need to be prepared. We need to be in good standing with God at all times.
0: Yes, yes. In fact, all of these parables that Jesus tells that seem to have something to do about the end and his return, they all have to do with Who is being faithful when he comes and who isn't? Who is the wise servant who is staying up with his lamp lit, waiting for his master to return? Who are the faithful faithful, um, uh, bridesmaids who have enough oil for their lamps? All these people who are doing what Jesus told them to do are going to be invited into the wedding feast when he returns. And subsequently, the people who are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. We're talking about disciples now they're not invited that i mean that's the theme behind all these eschatological parables that jesus tells us isn't it carlos
1: that's correct
0: and like you said we're those not who are
1: not that. invited in other words I, I i'm sorry i have to say this word but those who are not invited are excluded and exclusion means condemnation
0: yeah it does it absolutely does you know ah. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about about some of the things that we get into because we get into a lot of the same topics, you and I, not just in our our Watchmen, but I mean, in the podcast that I do and, and a lot of your preaching. I mean, I think we and I have similar things on our hearts a lot of the time right now. And, you know, a lot of times when you study the Bible, the words that are used are a lot more drastic than we want to make them out to be. I'm thinking of something, you you know what I mean? Like I'm thinking of some of a few in particular, Uh, like people nowadays debate whether hell's real or not. And there's all these quote Christians running around saying there's no such thing as hell. And you can't Uh, take the Bible seriously and say that hell doesn't exist. uh, And that people aren't going to go there. There's people, I mean, Carlos and I went to school with people who (laughs) all the time would say, well, you know, Jesus is loving and that's why, I don't think that hell really is, is a, is a thing. And, and I mean, like, like that logic was sufficient. The person in the Bible who talks the most about hell by far is Jesus Christ himself. He doesn't say people are going to be sent there. Contrary to the way most English Bibles read, he says people are going to be thrown there. They're going to be, the word is actually like violently cast there. It's like throwing a fastball. That's where people are going to go. When Jesus writes to some of the churches in Revelation and he talks to specific people and he says, those who endure to the end will be saved. And he says to other people, if you don't endure, I will scratch your name out of the book of life, or I will remove your name out of the book of life. You know what that, that word really actually means Carlos, when you read it in the original language, it means your name will be scraped out of the book of life because from
1: the rock.
0: It's talking about stone. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I don't want to scare people. I'm not trying to be mean or be drastic or be heavy or harsh, but I I just want to say what the Bible says. You know what I mean? I agree, <laughs> I I agree you with you too. Yeah. yeah. And like, what are we talking about here? We're talking about life and death.
1: And the good thing about mentioning these things, Blake, is that my hope, and I'm pretty sure it is your hope as well, is that all of those who are our friends, all of those who are Christians, fellow Christians, uh, we all have the same feeling. We're all on the same page, guided by the Spirit of God. And fighting this spiritual fight that we have at all times in the world in which we live. And the only way to do that is to have a good relationship with God, a personal relationship with Him, Mm -hmm. a life of prayer, uh, and also having accountability partners. For example, Blake and I, I consider Blake as my accountability partner. So I think I could come to him and tell him certain things. And I feel that you, Blake, feel the same way, that sometimes we can cross one another because in that way you can help me grow and maybe I can help you grow and we are keeping ourselves as holy as possible.
0: Yes, yes, because growing in holiness is an essential part of the Christian life. It is essential. So without
1: holiness, sorry, Blake, without holiness or sanctification, there is no glorification, and you know what I'm talking about.
0: That, that, that's exactly right, and, and when we say things like that, a lot of people, because of the way we're taught in in many churches and sort of mainstream Christianity is, well, wait a minute, are you saying that if someone's not holy, they're not saved? But wait a minute, we're saved by grace, not by works, and it's like, oh, everybody starts freaking out, and it's <laughs> like, look, if you read scripture and you just read what it says, holiness and sanctification are an essential element of the christian life that doesn't mean that you have to go find them it means when god finds you they become a part of your life
1: that is correct
0: salvation is seen in the way one lives their lives never ever ever does god in the bible tell us to weigh how perfectly we think we're meeting a standard and say oh my gosh i'm not doing good enough that's not the way we live as christians but we are supposed to honestly look at our lives and say, am I growing in holiness and in sanctification? Because if not, I I need to get with God and get real and, and let the light shine on certain areas of my life.
1: You know what, Blake? Now, what? when we speak about these things, uh, you make me think, and, and we have spoken about this, not for Watchmen, done. but in yeah. our conversations mm-hmm. um, about the election, which is an interesting thing, there's a doctrine of election in the Bible, and there's another doctrine of election created by uh, mainstream theologians yeah. like Augustine yeah. and John Calvin and yeah. others. So that's, of course, a conversation from uh, for a different time. But yeah. uh, it's incredible how people have diminished the importance of sanctification In the lives of those Christians. And and a good example himself is Jesus Christ and also his disciples. Yes. They were trained, they were prepared to pave the way for all those Christians to come, like you and I, and all of those who listen to us. You are given this unique opportunity to receive Jesus Christ and start a new life from scratched a holy life is not true that you you are saved through faith when you don't do anything that demonstrates and shows that the holy spirit is in you leading you to do and to show what the good works are and we have the book of james telling those things for example but well that's another
0: conversation but it is it is but i'll just say so uh, carlos are you saying you just said it's not true that you're saved by faith. If nothing in your life testifies to your faith, I think what you're saying is that faith without works is dead. Is that what you're saying? I'm in. You got it, man. (laughs) Faith without works is dead. And if you, if you don't think that this is underemphasized in Western Christianity, then take this. There's a whole, a whole group of people. They're called dispensational theologians or people that, believe in correct. dispensational theology that are so offended by the book of James and by Jesus' own words, the Sermon on the Mount, for instance, that they say, those actually are part of the Old Testament. Those are not written to the church because they don't... Fit why would with...
1: Jesus Christ name them? What's that? And, and, and when those people who say such a crazy stuff, yeah. such a crazy thing, <laughs> why would Jesus Christ... Bring them on. Why? Just to boast about the Old Testament or something like that? No. Jesus Christ is the second person of the Trinity. Jesus Christ is part of the Godhead. In other words, what I'm trying to say is Jesus Christ is aligned <laughs> with God the Father and with the Holy Spirit. Is that Always right, Blake?
0: All times. Absolutely. Jesus is the son of God. Yes, absolutely. There's no question about it. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's all. Let's move on, bro. Let's move on. Um, Hey, so we've got vaccine mandates. We've got passports. I'm just uh, look, read revelation 13, revelation 13 takes place right smack dab in the middle of the great tribulation, also known as the big trouble. Uh, and it says, that there's going to be a mark that everyone on the earth is going to be told that they have to take. It's called the mark of the beast. And if people don't take it, they won't be able to buy or sell or do business. I'm just saying, if you take that with any amount of seriousness at all, uh, probably you should be paying attention. Am I saying that the vaccine mandate is the mark of the beast? Absolutely not. I don't believe that we've entered the seven years of tribulation yet. There's very specific reasons why I don't believe that, but that's not for today. Anyway, let's talk about how the media portrays these things. Carlos, you're going to love this. The Wall Street Journal published an article last week. White evangelicals resist the covid vaccines the most. If this doesn't show that they've not only uh, they've not only politicized it, they've racistized it and they've made it about religion and I, I guess nobody's told the Wall Street Journal, which I mean, I, the Wall Street Journal is one of the several papers I have uh, a subscription to. I guess nobody told them that there are evangelicals in the world who aren't white. Carlos, did you know that there's evangelical Christians in the world who aren't white? Oh, wait a minute. You're one of them. I forgot. Sorry, <laughs> the lighting on your camera yeah. is a little off, man. My bad. My bad. <laughs>
1: That is correct. Yes, oh,
0: that, just that so, so everybody's sense. clear, I need to be clear. I'm not saying Carlos is anti-vax. I, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying the wall because he's not. But the wall. But I am not true. white.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I am still an evangelical. <laughs> is that right?
0: I think so, bro.
1: Yes, 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 yes.
0: Um.
1: Yeah i I think everybody is free to have a choice. Yeah. Just as any Christian uh, or let's not say Christian, let's use the word just like any other human being has the choice, the right to make a choice. Yeah. I think people have that choice to be vaccinated or not. Okay, so and for those who feel safer having the vaccine, that's fine. I'm going to just use myself as an example. I am pastor in a church and my church uh, is made up of uh, of elder people, right? So for me to be able to uh, meet with these people and they feel comfortable that I preach to them inside the church, they ask me, they, they are telling me, pastor, we feel more confident if you're vaccinated. Yeah. So I decided, okay, let's have this vaccine. But yeah. if you feel that you don't want to have that, that's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And nobody has to tell you that you have to, because right now is a must. Right. And and that's where the problem starts. It's like right. controlling people. And yeah. that's how people don't like this thing. Like people are telling me what to do when I don't want to do it. And I think a vaccine. It's just a choice, don't you think?
0: Yeah, dude, you cannot <laughs> you cannot mandate for people to get something to get to get something put in their body, injected into their body, and then turn around and say, Well, we know it's completely safe. Look, ninety-nine percent of the people who get it might be completely fine, but there are absolutely cases of people having horrible, terrible reactions and side effects to this vaccine. And furthermore, there's people that have a very strong opinion that they don't believe that vaccines are right to begin with, that God made our bodies to heal naturally. And why am I going to put, you know, foreign substances in my body when God made my immune system to function a certain way. And furthermore, there's people that have an even stronger, I believe as a Christian argument than that, which is the vaccine was made, was developed using particles from aborted fetuses so uh, there's people that have all sorts of reasons for not taking this um yeah you know i mean there. i know people that have said look as a christian i can't knowingly put anything in my body my body i believe is the temple of god that could harm my body okay fine we don't live in a in an authoritarian dictatorship And look, if you are afraid of the the virus and and you've gotten the vaccine and you're still afraid of getting infected and you want to wear a mask or you want to stay home or limit fine, but it's not even so much the government that gets me. Although, although the government is way out of line, if if the president's trying to mandate people that, you know, to get vaccines and the military is mandated now and you've got mayors, you know, telling people they can't go into restaurants, it's the Christians that are trying to pressure other Christians. That's the thing that really gets me because I know. I've seen several people in my life who I have a relationship with who either on social media or who have sent mass emails saying exactly what the wall street journal is saying. If you really want to be loving and if you really care about others, and if you're really a Christian, you should get the vaccine. And you know what? They're completely going against scripture, trying to put that pressure on other people. If, if something causes your brother to stumble then don't do it is essentially what Paul says. If eating meat causes your brother to stumble, don't do it. If getting a vaccine causes your brother to stumble, why are you putting pressure on them to get it? Why? And and, and it doesn't work the other way. Okay. It, you, you don't get to turn around and say, Oh, well, actually it would make me feel better if you got the vaccine. Therefore you're causing me to stumble because I think that I'm safer if you get the vaccine and therefore you need to get it and you need to inject yourself with it. You need to get the, whatever they call it, the stick, the jab, the jab, because it makes me more comfortable. That's not the way it works. So look, that's all I'm going to say about it. I just think mainly People need to be aware that this is a warm-up for what's to come. Secondly, people need to be aware that they're losing their freedoms if they care about that sort of thing. And I'm not saying that that should be the prerogative of a Christian you know, living in 2021. But lastly, if you're a Christian, quit pressuring people to get the vaccine. You're out of line. <laughs> Anything else on that, brother?
1: No, I, I think you have said it all. I thank you for that. Yes. Everybody, right. the only thing I can say is, Give people the right of choice.
0: I mean, that's what free society is based on. That's what Paul's getting at in Corinthians too, when he talks about that whole issue, but.
1: That is more, correct.
0: That is correct. Okay, bro. I'm going to throw something at you. Know, actually, you know what? I, I, we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about this, but I think we should just address it. So people are aware this isn't even on our, our headlines list. This happened yesterday. Biden has basically come out and said, that he is going to extend via executive order this moratorium on not being able to evict people. So basically Biden admitted that it's illegal and it's unconstitutional to do what he's going to do, but he's going to do it anyway, which is basically make it illegal for landlords to evict tenants because there's a pandemic and there's a recession because of the pandemic, which actually isn't true anymore Hey, you want to know something crazy at the end of 2020 for the first time in years, more people in the United States saw an increase in their savings account in the calendar year 2020 than at any time, than in any previous year in a long time. In other words, people had more money in savings at the end of 2020, despite the entire economy being locked down for six months than they had in years Mm. because the government gave so much money away. I'm not saying that's even wrong, but it's just crazy to think. The authoritarian thing is happening, folks. That's the reason I bring this up. When you have a president who says, you know, this is actually illegal, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's the only way to get it done, probably not a good sign. Probably not a good sign. And I can hear all the people going, oh, well, Trump probably did the same thing. And you know what? Bring the examples up. It doesn't matter who it is, it doesn't matter if it's Trump, Biden, Obama. We don't live in a dictatorship, period. End of story. We don't live in a dictatorship. We are supposed to live in a constitutional republic. All right, brother. Um, We've got some big news yesterday. The the governor of New York City, his name is Andrew Cuomo. He has been the governor in New York for something like 10 years. He comes from a political family. His father, Mario, was the governor back in the, I think, 80s, maybe even early 90s. This uh, investigative, this uh, investigation rather by the district attorney of New York came out, which found that he is indeed, uh, he has credibly been accused of assaulting women over many years, multiple women, eleven women that they found had credibility that he's groped them, grabbed them, done all sorts of things. He, of course, is a very left-wing Democrat. Um, he came out yesterday and said. This is a generational thing. I'm Italian and I'm old and we touch, you know, we're touchy feely and we hug people a lot and I'm sorry for all the misunderstandings. Um, Totally played it down. Biden called on him to resign yesterday, which I commended, but nothing's going to happen. And it looks like this guy is just going to continue to be the governor because the DA is saying, even though they think what he did is provable and, Abhorrent, they can't bring any charges against them. What do you think about this, bro? We have high, high, high ranking officials, um, well, acting incredibly, incredibly abhorrent. And the media, who's supposed to be the watchdog, who definitely is all over it if it's someone on the right, is silent about it. What do you think?
1: Uh- Well, (laughs) this guy shouldn't be the governor governor of New York. That's it. That's all I can say. He shouldn't be the governor anymore. Mm -hmm.
0: That's true. Yeah. You know what I think? With
1: all of that evidence, um, which seems to be very overwhelming. Overwhelming. uh, I don't know why he's still holding on and, and trying to stay there. Um, yeah, I, I just think that he shouldn't be there anymore.
0: Yeah. It doesn't seem that there's any recourse. Uh, so the, the New York state assembly could impeach him and pull him out of office. There's many people that don't think they're going to do that because he's a member of their party. Um, this guy has also been lauded as, well, by members of the media, including his own brother. His own brother is the headline guy on CNN every night.
1: CNN, yeah.
0: His own brother didn't cool. even c- cover the story last night. It's the biggest story in the country yesterday. His own brother was completely silent on it. Uh, it's pretty unbelievable. But uh, the New York State Assembly could impeach him, and they they all—I mean, they've been woke virtue signaling for a while. I mean, for for the last couple of years, pretty heavily. They're not going to – it doesn't look like actually bring that up, bring up articles of impeachment against him. I think, bro, it's a sign of God's judgment. People aren't going to like this, but it's a sign of God's judgment when the morality of a society goes down and your leaders and your leadership, even in a democracy, just seem to get more and more and more immoral by the day. Remember
1: that? That was the fault of the Roman Empire.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're was-
1: morals. We're not morals anymore.
0: Oh my god! They were immoral. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Caligula, Tertullian, Tertullian, Nero. These guys were. These guys were. I mean, they were debased Bum- people. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't last long. In other words, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, once once those corrupt people got in there, I mean, it's the, it's the same thing with Israel too. You see the just the rampant immorality and the total uh, just they just completely ignore God and they ignore God's righteous decrees. When those type of people get into authority, I think it's it's two things at the same time. It's both a sign of God's judgment and it's it's ushering on worse and worse things because as you and I know God doesn't force people to do anything. But what God does do, and he deals with people and with nations in a similar way. When people decide they want to go a certain way, once they've decided, God will help them go that way. I mean, you see this with Pharaoh. Pharaoh hardens his heart seven times when Moses comes to him and tells him, let my people go. Pharaoh hardens his heart seven times. And after the seventh time, then God starts hardening Pharaoh's heart the last three times. God helps people down the roads that they choose. You choose the narrow road, God will help you down it. You choose the other road, the one that's wide and broad and with many people on it, that's the road you want to travel, God will help you take it. Same thing with nations. I just think that's what we're witnessing right now. Yes. And you know where else we see this happening? In my opinion, this is interesting. I I think this is less, you know, th- this is this is me uh uh, this is me pontificating now, but bro, it, it just seems to me like the woke athletes that represent America in the Olympics, like the woker you are, the worse you're losing. So, <laughs> for instance, you've got the U.S. women's soccer team that's been pretty dominant for the better part of twenty years. They were favored to win the gold. They got knocked out by Canada. By Canada, you you and I both know the the women's soccer team the last like four years has had a long history of, of leftist political activity and wokeness and demanding to be paid the same amount of money as the men when they actually rejected having the same pay scale as the men and they ended up making less money because they rejected it. Uh, you've got Gwen Berry, the, the, uh, the, the, the uh, track and field athlete who refused to face the national anthem during the Olympic trials she got knocked out in the opening round, eleventh place. You've got this biological male competing in women's Olympic lifting, the first transgender athlete competing as a competing in the Olympics ever. He's a man competing as a woman. He didn't even make it past the opening round. I don't know, man. What do you think? Is it a coincidence that the woker you get, the harder you fall, or what?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, sometimes I think this is even a. Joke, I, I I can't believe these things happen. I mean, uh, I'm not wishing anybody bad luck, but um, when things are not done the right way, yeah, they tend or... Yeah, I think that's the right way. Uh, they tend to be or the end turns out to be not the right outcome, end. the right yeah. result that they would expect. Why? Because something that starts wrong is going to end out wrong. Okay, so Mm -hmm. that's that's what I can say about this. Uh, And when people do things the right way, even though sometimes they're not going to be all the time winners, but most of the time people who do things the right way, everything's going to be all right. Even when they lose, because when they lose doing things the right way, people are going to admire their moral.
0: Yeah. Yes. Their
1: moral views of things in the right way of doing things. Yeah. But when a person who is doing things in the wrong way, like this guy who thinks that he's a woman and still loses is, is like a double embarrassment. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Right. He's a biological man uh, competing as a woman. And he, I mean, people thought he was going to win. He, he had broken a bunch of records uh, in uh, in women's weightlifting in New Zealand before coming to the Olympics. I mean, it's crazy to me that this man broke records in women's weightlifting when he's a biological male, and now he's right. a female record holder. It's crazy. On the other hand, you've got people like Sidney McLaughlin, an American – track star who gives all the glory to god she won a gold medal yesterday uh, and broke the world record in the 400 meter hurdles let me let me read you what she wrote on instagram just earlier today this girl is awesome man she wrote let me start off by saying what an honor it is to be able to represent not only my country but also the kingdom of god what i have in christ is far greater than what i have or don't have in life I pray my journey may be a clear depiction of submission and obedience to God, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it doesn't seem possible. He will make a way out of no way, not for my own gratification, but for his glory. This, this, okay. this girl is just awesome. I have never seen God fail in my life, in anyone's life for that matter, just because I may not win every race or receive every one of my heart's desires, just like you said. Does not mean God has failed. His will is perfect. And he has prepared me for a moment such as this that I may use the gifts he has given me to point all the attention back to him. That girl won won the gold medal yesterday and broke the Olympic record. That's yes. what I'm talking about.
1: And she's giving it all to God. She says that records can be broken all the time. Yep. They come and go. Yep. But the glory is to God. That's, That's right. awesome.
0: And like you said Congratulations when you think, to that
1: woman, yeah.
0: Yeah, when you do things the right way, uh you end well, whether you win or lose, it doesn't matter, you end well. Now, I don't want to I don't want to go from a high point to a low point, but I <laughs> this is good, <laughs> this is going this is going to upset people, but I whatever. Uh <laughs> I got to read you I got to read you what Trump said about the US women's soccer team because like I'm not saying that this is, you know, uh, <laughs> I just laughed. I just laughed because this is, you know, like we don't get this kind of honesty uh, very often. And his his blatant honesty was what offended so many people. But honestly, honestly, it's what a lot of people need. (laughs) President Trump speaking about the women's soccer team, everything that is woke goes bad. And our soccer team certainly has. If our soccer team headed by a radical (laughs) group of leftist maniacs wasn't woke, they probably would have won the gold medal instead of the bronze. (laughs) Woke means you lose everything that is woke goes bad. And our soccer team certainly has. There were however, yeah, I'll just end there. That's enough of that. I mean, from one man, you know, it's one man's opinion, but I don't know, man, there's something, but I don't
1: think it's just his opinion. I think I'm pretty sure. It's many people's opinion. I think he's speaking on behalf of all of those voices that have been, have been, um, shut down by others and he doesn't, doesn't, doesn't care about anything. He just says as, as, as he thinks it is. So I, I think he would be speaking in um, in the name of many people.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree. And I think there's actually something to it. Like there's actually something to it. When you view the entire world through the lens of either being oppressed or oppressor, it's easy to turn around when you lose and say, Oh, well, it's because I'm oppressed. Look at me. I didn't win. So I'm oppressed in this case. I'm the oppressed person. I mean, it, no wonder it, it seems pretty obvious to me that there's definitely, there's definitely been an edge lost, you know, and I, I like the Olympics. I I, I'm not like, I don't worship the Olympics. I'm not obsessed with it. Watching that opening ceremony was a little freaky because of all the pagan imagery in it. Uh, We should probably write an article about that at some point, but when you view the world through that lens, that ungodly lens, that puts people into these categories. It does. It changes the way you live your life in more ways than one. Um, yes. Yeah. Carlos, just a couple more because I know we're, we're, we're tight on time tonight. This will probably be the, the shortest, quickest Watchmen we've done in a while. Uh, as you know, as our listeners might know, they should know, Ben & Jerry's, a woke company, has basically boycotted Israel in the name of standing with Palestine. Uh, Palestine is not an oppressed people group. Uh, Palestinians, Israel is not an apartheid state. Uh, Israel defends its sovereignty and its right to exist as a country. And Palestine and many people who have the ideology that many Palestinians and many people in that part of the world who are Muslim extremists think that Jews and Christians should either be converted or killed. Sorry if that offends you, that's just the way it is. You can sit here and tell me that Muslims don't think that, and you know what? Not all Muslims think that, but many, many, many Muslims do think that. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has basically told Ben and Jerry's, I'm not going to let you boycott Israel. It's funny. If you boycott Palestine, you're racist. If, if, if corporations decide to leave major cities like Baltimore and San Francisco, where their stores are being robbed and looted on a consistent basis and they can't make any money, if corporations leave those places, it's because they're racist. If Ben and Jerry's boycotts Israel, they're champions. They're wonderful. They're, they're fighting for the oppressed. It's a total hypocrisy. But there's one guy that's standing up to it. And Ron DeSantis has basically said he's going to get involved with people's pensions that come from the company that owns Ben and Jerry's. And now there's a lot of people that work for Ben and Jerry's who are saying this is ridiculous. This cannot be happening. Our our company cannot be trying to boycott a country when they have no reason to do so. Basically based on Mm. left-wing media nonsense. You got anything you want to throw out there? I, I tell you what, man, I'm impressed with this DeSantis guy. I really am.
1: Actually, I have to be honest. I I admire this guy. Yeah. I think DeSantis should invite you and I to have an episode of Watchmen, (laughs) and him would be leading us that day in in a certain way.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. He would be like a special guest, and, and, and we would be asking a few questions. But I really admire this guy. You know what? I would like to live in Florida right now just because of this guy. Yeah. Does
0: that yeah. Make it? it does make sense. Yeah. I mean, I would, I I've thought about that myself only I've, I have family in Florida. They're proud of their governor. Uh, the only thing about it is uh, he's not going to be there forever. In fact, I have a feeling he might not be there in four years. Um, yeah. You know what? When I was listening to him talk yesterday about the parents right to choose what their kid is taught in school about sex and sexuality. Not only that, a parents' right to choose, you know, for their k- kids about health and all sorts of things like that. Education. You know who he sounded like to me? He sounded like the foreign relations ambassador from Hungary. Because sadly, Carlos, uh-huh. you and I yeah. love Hungary, and and, and I, many people know my wife's Hungarian. Uh, she's not from Hungary. She's American, but her family is Hungarian. I admire that country. I admire their stand for traditional values. They passed a law last year that said, basically, this It's very, very simple. And they got totally back, to- tons of backlash for it. Parents will decide what their children are taught about sex and sexuality. No one is going to come into school and be teaching kids about homosexuality and transgenderism. The parents are the only ones that get to do that. So in other words, we're not going to have all this indoctrination uh, education going on in our schools. And that makes perfect sense to me. There's many, many, many parents in the United States that would want the exact same thing for their kids. Nonetheless, they got ridiculed and, and, and called hateful for it. But, bro, the reason I bring that up is because Tucker Carlson, who I don't really watch that often, to be honest, is doing his ent- he's a you know well known Fox News guy and 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 he's become very polarizing. Uh, the left absolutely hates his guts. He's broadcasting his entire show this week from Budapest, Carlos. That's right. He's in Budapest. I've seen him, and he's showing the world how great Hungary is. And you know why I'm upset about it? Because I don't want people going to Hungary. Don't go to Hungary and mess it up. We're going to Hungary. What do you think? <laughs>
1: Right, right, right. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> I think he's, he's... That's the reason why he's over there. Um. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel that he's supporting what they are doing yeah. as a country, as and a actually, nation. Actually,
0: it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good thing. In other words, he I feel that he's trying to highlight their moral values yeah. and traditional views. So yes. that's, that's what... This country, Blake, by the way, was very strong about, let's say, about a 100 years ago.
0: Yeah,
1: This country, I'm talking about the United States, was very famous for that, very traditional country, very nice people, strong Christians. And, uh, well, I'm not saying that right now it is not the case, but you see, we have all of this wokeness and you have all of these far left views and communism and CRTs and humanism. And it's so much. um, I'm sorry for the word that I'm going to say so much trash that people don't even know what to do, what to say, where to go.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, And so on one hand, I don't want people to start f- f- flocking to Hungary and, and ruining it, but I'm glad that someone's shining the light and saying, hey, look, there are countries in the world that are standing up for tra- – there are Western countries standing up for traditional values, and I want to support those, ki- those types of places, even though they're going to get even more ridicule and backlash from the mainstream media in America and the mainstream media in Europe. Did you watch that interview I sent you with the, uh, with the Hungarian – uh, foreign, uh, what, is, what was it? He's the foreign uh, foreign relations ambassador, I think. He had an incredible interview with a woman from CNN who was just trying to poke and prod because Hungary passed a law that says parents decide what type of sex education their kids are going to get. His whole point was it is the, the right of the parents to decide that, not the right of the state. He did an incredible job uh, kind of taking this woman to task who was trying, she was trying to take him to task and he was giving it right back. I'll post that on my Facebook page. I will.
1: And I'm so proud of those parents in this country who are trying to do the same, who are standing, standing up for the rights of their kids and themselves. Because uh, basically I think sometimes uh, schools under the, the regime of yeah. I don't know if it is the government, I don't know who it is exactly, uh, are doing whatever they want. And they are bringing all these CRTs things into school and they're creating a lot of hatred. Yeah. How is it possible that kids start hating their parents because they are white? And then they start hating themselves because they are white. Yeah. And then they feel disappointed that they are white. I don't feel disappointed that I am Hispanic. And Blake, I I look at your face and I don't think that you should feel disappointed because you are white. You know what? We should be disappointed that we don't do things in the right way as God asked us to do. That is the cause of being disappointed, not these stupid ideas of CRT and this humanism thing. That's, hey, let's just put it in the trash and dump, dump it. We don't need that. We just need the word of God. That's all we need.
0: I love you, man. Hey, you Put know it, what? Yeah.
1: Get mad at this.
0: Put it right in the basura and throw it out.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's
0: right. Yeah. You know what? If people got as 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 upset and as convicted about the sin in their life as they did about uh, the color of their skin when they're when they're race shamed, a lot of people would probably come to Christ because I know. I know that the, good, the goodness of God leads people to repentance. And you know where that goodness is founded in? His righteousness and his forgiveness. That when we are convicted of sin and we realize that we need a Savior, then we can turn to God and receive one. But Hey, Blake,
1: let yes. me say this. I love you because you are white. And I want all the people who listen to us to know that I love white people. And there's, there's nothing they can do to make me change that. Because I love everybody and I love white
0: people. That's right. If you
1: don't like white people, I I think you should get out of this country or go somewhere else. I just think you're racist. There's white people everywhere.
0: I just think you're racist. That's all I think. Because you are. If you don't like someone based on their race, you're racist. It's period. End of story. That's all there is to it. This whole nonsense. You can't be racist if you're part of the if you're part of the 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 oppressed. I don't even want. To, if you're part of the lesser demographic, you can't be racist if you're black or brown in America. Bull hockey. You bet your butt you can be racist. You know why? Because sin nature exists in you just like it does in everybody else. Give me a break. Amen, brother. Yeah. Put it in the Trash. Put it in the trash. <laughs> okay. Last one. Last right. one, Carlos. Last one of the day. Okay. First of all, I got. I got to do this right. How many people do you think? How many? Uh. How many? illegal immigrants have snuck across the border in the last eight months in this calendar year, seven months.
1: Let me guess Um, a million
0: and a half as someone who went through great pains to come here legally over a million last estimate was like two weeks ago, almost 1.1 million. Now look, there's a strong case to be made. You finished the border wall, which is more than halfway done. You can create a much, much better way for people to come here legally. I met a guy last week. I knew this guy. Look, I have opinions, but I treat everyone the same. Just because I believe we should have a border doesn't mean I'm, I'm going around mean to, to immigrants. I've lived in San Diego and worked with Hispanic people, many of whom were not legal legally living here for years. I met a guy last week. We got to talking. I said, how would you get over? Because I, I lived in San Diego. I worked with Mexican guys. I know how this goes he was like, well, first time I came this way. Second time I came this way. I said, man, was it, you know, I, I I've asked people many times in my life about their experiences crossing over the border. You know what he told me? He said, now that it's not being enforced anymore. He's like in, in the last like six months, you know, who's actually completely taken over the border security. And it's It's actually starting to become harder and harder for people to get here, not because America's stopping them on the other side of the border. He said the drug runners, they're called coyotes. Uh, The guys that work for the drug cartels are completely controlling it, and they're the ones that are charging people to take them across the border. And if you're sneaking across the border and you get caught on the Mexican side in certain places, the drug runners, the coyotes will catch you and they'll make you pay money if you want to keep going
1: wow is so it's expensive? like they have like a checkpoints so be, yes. wow
0: and you know what he told me a story he said a friend of his he said this this so he this was last week two weeks ago so this is three weeks ago he said a friend who lives here who he works with who's from uh uh what uh, it was uh ecuador sorry no wait a minute was it ecuador oh what country was it it was i think it might have been ecuador anyway this friend of his who he works with the guy was not Mexican, by the way. That's what the only reason I say that his wife and daughter were coming across the border. His, his buddy gets a call. We have your wife and daughter. If you don't give us $10,000 now, you will never see them again. Period. And the guy was like, wait, what? I don't have the money. The guys, the guys you, you better call us back within an hour with $10,000 to wire to us, or you will never see them again. The guy called his buddy and a bunch of other buddies rounded up the money and sent it to the guys and his wife and daughter were released. And now they're back home in their country, which I, I think it was Ecuador, but I don't know. No, now I know it was Honduras. Sorry. It was Honduras. That story I heard last week from a guy. It happened three weeks ago. Now I say all that to get to the headline. Over a million people have crossed the border illegally. It doesn't have to be this way. Guess how much the Biden administration is spending per day in order to not finish the border wall? It was being constructed. They suspended everything. They've got materials sitting out. They've got people sitting there who are supposed to be working who aren't. Guess how much they're spending per day while they decide what they're going to do right now, currently, today. How much is being spent to temporarily suspend the border wall construction? Yes. Well, I can see it in the headline. It's three million. Yeah, you can see it. $3 million a day to pause crazy, the construction of the border wall. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. It's totally crazy. Why is it that there's this huge push to not have a legal way for people to immigrate, to just allow people to come over in mass illegally? Blake,
1: I, I'm so tired about this immigration thing. Look, I know. today... You're not asking me about this. My daughter has been struggling to go to the college. She had to leave this country because she turned 21 and she couldn't be under our visa any longer because she turned 21. She went to Colombia for over nine months, almost a year, then to be able to come back as a student, not only that, as -hmm. an international student, because she is not a permanent resident, she is being asked to, to pay out of state tuition. Uh, And here in North Carolina, out of state is $4,000 a semester, whereas an in-state is 1200. That's a huge difference. And we have been struggling to get the sponsorship for my
0: daughter. Yeah. You see,
1: you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I do.
1: Why? Because we are doing things legally. Yeah,
0: the right way. So
1: we have to pay a price, the price of doing the right thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Sometimes doing the right thing means things are a little bit more complicated. But as we were talking about these athletes, when you start doing something right, yeah. even though you may lose in the end, you're going to win because everything's going to end right.
0: Yes. Can't end it any better than that. Can't end it any better than that. (laughs) I think I hear your family right now. Ladies and gentlemen, folks, listeners. Oh, bro, don't worry about it. I I hope you got some beats for us on the way out. Uh, This has been Watchmen Part 9. It's August 6, 2021. Carlos, any last words?
1: Um, All of those who are listening to us, hold on to the Lord, Jesus Christ, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. And God will be with us all. And he yes. will show us how to act in this life, a complicated, a difficult life. Do not listen to the world in which we live, but listen to the word of God and the word of God will tell you what to do. And I have this final song whenever you're okay. ready, Blake.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And I'm just going to add to that what Carlos already said, which is as we journey through this life, we especially as followers of jesus christ we are called to do things the right way like carlos keeps saying do things the right way god will give you everything you need he will equip you to do things the right way because god's people walk in righteousness when people see us doing the right thing always having a a moral standard that seems to eclipse even what makes sense, right? Because what humanists will often tell you is everybody has a price. Everybody has a breaking point. You can get anyone to do anything for the right amount. That's not true. When you are a person of God, you have no price. When you do things the right way, people see that, they see your good works. They say, wow, there's a God in heaven because something is empowering that person or those people that I've never seen. So my friends, that's how I'll end it. Continue to pursue righteousness chase it down and pursue it and god will give you the power to do so uh we love you we pray for you our listeners we thank god for you stay strong in the lord and the power of his might jesus is coming he's coming praise god
1: amen and here Uh, we go
0: take us home brother (laughs) You got to turn it up, man. Oh, there you go. Phil's (laughs) calling. Phil's calling. Turn it up, Carlos. Come on, man. Carlos, turn it up, man.
1: Listen to that bass line, man.
0: Yeah, You're has been Watchmen. God bless. Have a great week. Hasta la vista, babies.
1: Hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) We will be back.
0: Know Him podcast is produced by That You May Know Him Ministries, Durham, North Carolina. You can visit our website at ThatYouMayKnowHim.com.